Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Tonight, AEW's Grand Slam going down oh, wow. from NYC. Hell of a, sh- uh, a show uh, planned, stacked card. We're going to be doing a live watch along with that because it's a very, very special show. Uh, so join us here on the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson for that. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, Let me ask you something. Yeah, real of course. Quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna put that AEW title up? You should. Am I gonna put the AEW title? No, I already put it up. Put it up at all out. That's well, my be September. A fighting champion. I didn't have to put it up two days in a row, but I did because I'm a fighting champion. That's great. I was. Well, you're, you're milk. You got milk now, man. You're not a fighting. Yeah, you're, that's the that's the put your milk carton up. Put your titles up. But if you, yeah, sure, oh, I would. Man, I'm, I'm if, still I'm still hurt, man. I hurt. I, I'm I lost that Impact ch- title. Whew, that hurt. No, man, I put AEW up in September. Get out of here with that. All right, fine, coward. Continuing on. That's fine. Sticks and stones and whatever. Uh, Anyways, uh, Extreme Rules this coming weekend on Sunday. That's exciting. WWE pay-per-view. So you know it's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) And if it's not, you can watch it with us and we'll talk shit about it. Because WWE is just just consistent with its standards of excellence across the board on all programs. Just as you're going to find out here as we talk about last night's NXT 2.0. So, yeah, of course, me, Larson, the Enforcer, we're all going to be watching uh, the, uh, the, the, the show together. That should be fun. Uh, the enforcer says I defended my WWE title the next night. What next night? What are you talking about? Did he win at SummerSlam and then defend- did he win it at de- SummerSlam? I guess so, and then defended at Takeover. Sucker! So. That's what I say to you, enforcer. <laughs> no, he's not a sucker. You're a coward. Sucker. Coward. You're a coward, Steve. Um, coward. So we've got Extreme Rules uh, this weekend. Tomorrow we've got the numbers don't lie. If you want to get your vote in on that creepy little bastard, Christian Cage. Uh, then you can do so now. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. By the way, if you want to listen to Going In Raw ad-free with bonus episodes, yesterday we uh, we did a bonus episode where we talked about 10 ideas for uh, Dark Side of the Ring Season 4. Mm-hmm. I thought they are all pretty solid ideas. Yeah, they were great. And uh, you can do that uh, and get the show ad-free in the audio realm, specifying the audio realm at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, $5. If you just want the show ad-free, uh, none of those ads that we do, none of the commercials, and you don't care about the bonus content, pay a little bit less, $3 a month at goinginraw.supercast.tech. You can do that there. Uh, so, yeah, before we get started, Larson, what's in the news? Well, this is, we're going to talk about NXT 2.0. We're going to do a recap in a bit. But first, we got a bit of news. This comes to us from Fightful Select. We say it all the time because we mean it. Go subscribe to Fightful Select. They do excellent work. Excellent work. Uh, so Fightful Select is reporting that NXT 2.0 isn't done changing yet. Apparently, Vince has plans for NXT 2.0 uh, that will uh, increase the appeal to the 18 to 34 demo, including, quote, everything from in-ring work and aggression to harsher language and more lenience on the female character gear Though Fightful was clear to note that that about that, that last point that it hasn't been confirmed, and uh, they weren't told what that meant specifically. Uh, Fightful was also told that another point brought up was for talents to quote keep up with current affairs with promos and character verbiage. What are you laughing about? <laughs> what What does lenience with female gear mean? Like, are they sitting around a meeting and John Laurinaitis says, "Hey, I got an idea." <laughs> okay, yeah, John, what do you got? Naked. <laughs> what? Na- the women, they should be naked. <laughs> We've got this great act, Toxic Attraction. You know how to make it better? No clothes. <laughs> what the? Hey, I've, I'm raising my hand. I have a question, Larson. Yes, Steve. What the fuck was that last night on two, NXT 2.0? Was that the weirdest two hours of TV we've seen in recent history? That was so I'm- weird. If that by was, weird you be if by weird you be not very good, then yes. It was um, colossally terrible and really weird. It was weird. Now well, let's get <laughs> obvious with this is is we did hear some harsher language, I guess, 
they were typically used to in NXT. Uh, Andre Chase was tossing around. He was bleeped out, but was he was saying out. F this, F that, F this, F that. Um, I believe there's some other cursing in there throughout. Uh, but could you imagine that brain trust? Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, and John Lauren. In my head, that's what it is. It's probably a bunch of other people. They probably oh, froze. Sure. They here's the thing though. They probably frozen like you know Triple H. There nobody's supposed to be according to a report. Nobody's supposed to talk to him about business, so he's frozen out. HBK. They probably just saddle this shit on him when they come into the office. Hey, here's oh, the to deal. run on the to run the show day of. Yeah, right. Exactly. So he's frozen out of the process. This is all going on in my head. I have no no. This is speculation on my part. Well, I mean, but, based on the product we see in front of us, I don't think that's an unfair assumption to make. That's where I'm getting it from, right? So, like, you have three guys. Uh, between the three of them, they have uh, probably around 200 years of age in them, right? And so, you got these. So you got you got Laurinaitis. Well, you got Laurinaitis, who's got to be 60, right? Yeah, he's got to be like late 50s, early 60s. Isn't Pritchard yeah. the same? Yeah, and then McMahon. Okay, so like oh, 190 years. Okay, fine. Yeah, just just a little bit under 200 years. Yeah. So you got these three guys, and they're just sitting around trying to figure out how to crack the 18 to 34, 18 to 49 demographic, or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, I've got an idea. I have an idea. What if you show a nipple on a woman? <laughs> you know? How about this? How about this? And Bruce pipes up. How about you let him say? Damn. (laughs) Right? How about you let him say hell? Like, meanwhile, over in AEW, every other word they say is shit. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, and then Vince, oh, this is good. Yeah, Braun Breaker. Yeah, Von Wagner. I I don't get, let's do talk shows. This week, and so, yeah, like all this edgy stuff. Hey, how about this? How about this? We'll do it. We'll do a guy who's one of those social justice warriors talk about safe spaces when they have like hardly a clue as to what that even means. Exactly. And that it. So watching that's apparently Joe Gacy's new gimmick. Let's see how, how, how long that lasts. There's a lot going on with it. And none of it is really working right now. No. As you mentioned, no. there's all, all these terms they're just tossing out there because they think it's going to be edgy. Yeah. But watching that, I, I think back to when Daniel Bryan was doing the planet's champion thing where he was a heel, but he was environmentalist, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and he made it work because he was clever about it. He made us, I think Fresno cheer for be, e- being either the first or second most polluted city in california mm-hmm. that's clever yeah that's doing really clever stuff it wasn't yeah. just him saying a bunch of uh, 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 verbiage yeah without any, any connective tissue holding it all together yeah. he was clever about it i believe kevin owens got a a, a u.s crowd to can't uh, chant canada mm-hmm. yeah during a show yeah that's clever stuff yeah what we saw for, and i'm not putting the blame on this on joe gacy because i don't know what the creative process is like i don't know if this was his promo if this was something written given to him i <clears throat> this is gonna be like a weekly thing on nxt now what the hell don't know so all i know from how what everything in his promo you know you probably didn't get any of that, did you? I got right before you said I don't. You were in the middle of saying I don't know. <laughs> okay. So 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 Joe Gacy, he has that promo for his match gets Cameron Grimes. So as soon as he, he finishes his promo, apart from one little beat, nothing in terms of how he wrestled that match uh, was informed by what he just said. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I know. I know. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's no consistency w- character consistency within the same segment yeah i know how is this supposed to connect it anyway you know if if it's a situation where he was trying to you know avoid conflict with grimes Mm -hmm. and then somehow gets a a roll-up win Mm -hmm. yeah there's consistency that makes sense there at least you know that wasn't there there, yeah it wasn't there (sighs) yeah and then yeah good good point here nikhil here in chat says why is why is he wrestling in like a sears appliance salesman outfit like what how does that is is the gimmick that he's supposed to be like a like a liberal professor? Because like when I hear safe space, like I, I know it has a wider context, but often I've heard it in the context years ago, like five years ago, I heard in the context yeah, yeah. of safe spaces at universities. There's yeah. a lot of you know a lot of uh, right wingers accuse universities these days of being too liberal. Maybe that's where they're taking this from. I don't know. It just sounds like a bunch of vomit that they 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 came up with, and it, mm-hmm. like you said, none of it. 
is connective. And remember like a couple of years ago on the industry, on the indie circuit, there was that dude who was doing like the, the super hardcore liberal gimmick, but it was like so mm-hmm. over the top and it was hilarious. And it was, he was a bad, he was a bad guy because he was wrestling, I think like down in the South and he had like all this Clinton gear on and stuff. And it was, it was, it looked pretty entertaining because everybody knew it was tongue in cheek and everybody was in on the joke. And this is not bad. This is just like, oh, it honestly just feels like three men, three old, hella old dudes in a room trying to concoct whatever they think edgy is. And it's it's terrible. Like, dude, last night was I like last week. It's like, OK, we got. And it just it, it's sort of like last week I was like, OK benefit of the doubt it might be weird it might be awkward but i'll give it the benefit of the doubt and see where it goes and then this week they just went full on with like introducing all these people and all these new gimmicks and i'm like i'm no 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 because you had a ton of great talent and you couldn't just think of ways to rebrand actual wrestlers there were two matches last night in two hours that went over three minutes I'd have to look at how many matches there were exactly, but there were a lot more than that. There was like probably seven matches. I'm guessing there were seven. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, six. There were six matches. Okay. The opener, which was Kushida versus Roderick Strong. That fell short and the finish was awful. Yeah, the finish was silly, Um, but it did go long. Uh, it went longer than than it went. It, it was sta- standard. Yeah, it went longer than three minutes. It went standard, sort of you know NXT 1.0 length. Um, and then the main event went just like eight minutes or so. Um, but all the other matches, it's like when you wheel out these people, a ton of them were just signed in February without prior wrestling experience, and so they all basically know the basics of pro wrestling like Braun Breaker has a decent belly to belly suplex. He can handle people because he's strong and he's got like a, a, a wide base, right? Well, I think he has, he has an amateur wrestling background and he has an amateur wrestling background. You could do a Which lot with help. that. Yeah. But like these other guys and, and women, they're, they're clearly green. And how compelling is it going to be to see? It's so it's so deflating to see Kaylee Ray, who just came off a match of the year candidate match with Mako Satamora, come over here, and it's like, oh wow, finally she's here in NXT. This is going to be cool, and she has to do put up with this shit from last night, where she gets in there with somebody who's just green and has a three minute match with them. It's it's I know. terrible. I know. It's I know. Aw- I, it's and- awful. You know, I'm sure when she got word that she was getting called up, she's like, oh, I'm going to NXT. You yeah, know, because when nope. she got the call up, it was NXT, you know, the previous iteration. Yeah. You know, where, hey, I can go to TV. I can probably put on on a regular basis, really, really good 10 to 12 minute matches. And I get a takeover match and I could really show what I can do, you know, a, a long 15, 20 minute bout. That's great. Yeah. You know, instead, now she asked, she's doing these matches with, you know, for three minutes or so. So watching this last night, I everything you said, I agree with. It's, you know, we kind of joked uh, when we learned about the rebrand that NXT is essentially going to be two hours of, of watching uh, people learn how to wrestle. Yeah. And that's what last night was. Yeah. Um, and I I feel bad for the veterans. I yeah, do. I, do too. Yeah, I feel sure. bad for Champa, for Pete Dunne, for Kaylee Ray, for Swerve, for the people who have been wrestling for a good number of years who signed to be in NXT, you know? Yeah. And, and 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 they they are coming to NXT with the expectation they're going to be in a position where they can put on incredible matches, tell good stories, and have takeover moments. Yeah. Now, in the span of two weeks, a lot of that's gone. Yeah. And 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 so I feel like, and you know, like God bless Tommaso Ciampa, he's trying to make something of it. He's trying. He's like he he he's a champion. He's accepting that. He's trying to be the cheerleader for the brand. He's trying to, to a certain degree, put the brand on his back and help elevate these younger talents. Hats off to him uh, for accepting that challenge. I can't help but still feel bad for him because I'm sure that's not what he thought he was signing up for. As soon as possible, have Braun Breaker squash him, lose the title, and move to Raw because it's it's fucked up he's five years younger than daniel bryan mm-hmm. he just said in an interview 
he is halfway through his career. He feels he's halfway through his career. He should be doing better things. He should not be a player coach or putting over young talent. If he puts over young talent, it needs to be because he's out the door. That's mm-hmm. it. This dude is only 36 years. He's four years older than, than Adam Cole, who everybody understands still has a long way to go or in terms yep. of he has a long yep. career ahead of him of huge, huge things. Um, it's, it's, I, I can't wrap my head around the idea that they think this is going to be long-term successful because you had a ton of talent and I still don't understand what the draw is with this. Nobody's going to want to sit there and watch, you know, if NXT had nothing else, which I think they had plenty going for them and the ratings were decent. They could say, because here's the thing, NXT wasn't even really doing yeah, go ahead. So I don't think the the ratings on NXT were the problem. I think the ratings on main roster programming were the problem. And Vince put the blame on NXT for not developing the talents that he wanted that he thought could draw ratings. I think that's what this is all about. Is now Vince goes to NXT and says, "You weren't producing stars that I could use to to pop ratings. Therefore, I'm going to hit the restart button on NXT and start developing the stars that I think this is Vince talking, not me. The, the stars I think will be draws in the future." I yeah. think that's what this is all about. Yeah. But the, the problem is, it's not the talent's fault. You have Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. I can name, I can go on and on and on and on. Finn Balor, of all the incredible wrestlers who have come out of NXT, yeah. that main roster creative, Vince, dropped the ball on. Yeah. yeah. It's not It's not the wrestlers. Yeah. It's the creative behind it, the shows. And if the creative sucks, guess what? People are not going to want to tune in because the stories aren't engaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know it's and so you uh, could bring up Braun Breaker in a year and Vince be like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's got main event WrestleMania. They give him crap creative. Guess what? No one's yeah. going to cheer for him. Nobody's no one's going to boom. Nobody's no gonna one's going to give a shit. Yeah. Nobody's going to care. It's uh, I know. I mean, I can't imagine Champa thinking, man, I thought that like Gargano Champa was the start of it, you know, and it's like, no, that was that was the peak. And uh, and now you're just left with this trash because it's 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 embarrassing. Like it is one of those things, man. I've I mentioned this before. It's like my wife always Lacey always has a, a habit of walking in when like the cringiest thing is happening. And she walked yeah. in on toxic attraction last night. And I was like, this is just such a disservice to how great NXT's women's division was. It's like, how did Mandy Rose regress so much? She was doing like good work on main roster and then she gets to NXT and she's saddled with this shit. It's terrible. It's so bad. And it's doing a disservice to, to Gigi Dolan, who we both know is a good wrestler. It's so bad. It's it's so and it's it's confused. It's just weird to me. It's just it's absolutely bizarre. And uh I mean, you see yeah. stuff like that, it's hard not to think, okay, this is this is this just looks like something that Vince and Bruce and, and Lauren Idas came up with. Yeah. Yeah. You see stuff like this, but then there's like weird remnants of old NXT, and it just reminds you. It's like, wow, this is just bizarre. Well, I wonder. So uh, I think Wade Barrett mentioned during the Kushida, Roderick Strong match that match was supposed to happen in August. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. that felt like a holdover, holdover from old NXT. Even the the wedding last week, mm-hmm. in a lot yeah. of ways, no, in terms was, of yeah. the use of character, yeah. felt like a holdover from oh, yeah. old NXT, and it was probably something that was scripted before. Uh, this change really came into effect. And it's like, okay, this, I mean, in a lot of ways, it felt like the swan song for old NXT. Mm-hmm. You had all, you know, all the old, the, the familiar players, a lot of the familiar talent that we've come to grow accustomed to as being NXT. Mm-hmm. And they have the wedding and it, and it goes off happily. And then, you know, it, it's, it, based on this episode, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think we're going to see this. Yeah. I was expecting the transition to be so quick. This transition of, NXT as we knew it to what it's going to be. And Man. at this rate, in about two weeks' time, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn, Tomas, well, when's the draft? In about two weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, all of them gone. I hope so. I it'll, it'll make me a little less bummed out because, I mean, there's still going to be some talent there. Like, I'm looking at Swerve right now on my screen. I'm looking at Carmelo Hayes, and I think those are good building blocks right there. Although Swerve, Hit Row should probably go to, like, main roster or something or uh, – I don't know. Maybe they can jump swerve out and he can go to main roster and the rest can stay behind. Cause they're still pretty green too. But, uh, 
I don't know, man. I, I was, it was, it was weird. Uh, and you know, it's, it's one of those things where like, I don't know if we're going to look back on it and be like, Oh, this was the build. This was the start of something pretty decent because maybe, Hey, maybe in six months, somebody earlier in chat asks, where is it going to be in six months? And I honestly don't know. Um, but if they do have faith in this talent and the training is all there in place, and I have no doubt they are working really hard, maybe they'll find their footing. Maybe they'll find the voices of their characters. And in six months, we'll have, you know, sort of a main roster light that isn't so bad. And they can put on matches that are 10, 15 minutes long and will be wowed by it. It's just watching it on the watching it happen in real time is brutal it is like six six matter four matches or whatever it is that are all like three minutes long yeah it sucks it's like why why are we not just watching like let's just pop on new japan strong or even ring of honor you know Mm -hmm. it's like i mean even even uh, aew elevation or dark i know a lot of matches on there are short but they advance stories Mm -hmm. on those shows you know, and yeah. you get to see a lot of independent talent that otherwise yeah. wouldn't get that exposure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it. I, I texted you. I was like, this, this, this is this isn't great, and it's giving me a headache. Yeah, because having we kind of started watching NXT when it really started hitting its stride. Yep. You know, in 2014, I think 2014, 2015, and from then uh, up until they would made the move to the USA Network. It was on a regular basis. The one show we, we both of us, probably looked forward to most mm-hmm. each and every yeah. week. Yeah. And yeah, and when they moved to USA, that was still kind of the case. Although, you know, AEW was there. and and, and But it, even then, NXT, AEW, you know, we could turn it on. We knew exactly what we were going to get. Yeah. We're going to get really good wrestling. We're going to get some interesting characters. We're going to get good stories. Yeah. On a consistent basis. We don't have to worry about, are we get a decent Raw? You know, it wasn't that. Are we, fingers crossed. Let's get a decent NXT. That actually mm-hmm. makes sense. No, we knew week in and week out exactly we're going to get. Yeah. Now that's not the case. No well, idea what we're getting on a weekly It's funny basis. because it's like it's not even NXT 1.0. It wasn't even trying to do what AEW was doing. Like there was some there was some counter programming. But by now, at this point, AEW just does main roster type wrestling really good. I mean, that's what it does. It has big production. It has big spectacle. You got your big matches. You got your comedy stuff. You got your serious stuff. It sort of has everything for everybody. And it just does what Raw and SmackDown does. It just does it really well. You know, there's just a difference in that. It's not a McMahon production. So you have like, you know, a wider variety of uh, of, of talent, old and young. You have uh, of experience. You have uh, character motivations that make sense. The wrestlers have a bit more freedom. It's just it's what main roster wrestling should be without the McMahon stuff, which sometimes can help, which sometimes makes, you know, the the attraction element of Raw and SmackDown a, a bigger deal, feel like a bigger wrestling show. And that's sort of what McMahon can bring to the table is the attraction. Sometimes that's not just a joke of mine. That is an actual thing that makes things feel important. WWE can still do that better, I think, than AEW, if that's what you want or not want, regardless. Um, NXT wasn't doing that. It was NXT was you tune in because you know you're going to get banger matches and they keep the storytelling pretty simple. And that's what, you know, fans of wrestling are tuned into. You want, if you want the best women's roster on the planet, you go to NXT. If you want these guys who have been in the business already 15 years before they get to NXT, that's where you tune in. And there's a polish on them already that just gets sharpened by being at the performance center. That was the Definitely. thing about NXT. And then when they go to main roster, you get a Matt Riddle, you get a Seth Rollins, you get a Kevin Owens. And yeah, creative basically drops the ball with them. And now they're just going back to, hey, I want I want a bunch of Brock Lesnar's basically. You want OVW from 2001, 2002. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe we'll get that. Maybe Braun Breaker will be awesome uh five years from now uh but in the meantime we got to sit through von wagner matches whatever this tony d'angelo thing is which just seems to just keep on getting worse and worse and diving deeper into stereotype um it's 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 off-putting for fans of nxt but uh but i'll say this i will say this it's going to be funny at the very least because so much of this is unintentionally funny. It's like trying yeah. to thinking of 
McMahon and Laurinaitis and Pritchard, even if that's not the brain trust of 2.0, it kind of feels like it is. To see them try to figure out how to be edgy might be kind of hilarious. And then to figure out where the hell is Triple H going to... Honestly, man, I'm kind of with his buddy X-Pac who said that dude should just pack it up and leave. Like, like who needs this kind of shit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to think all all the, the time and energy that Triple H invested in building NXT into... Yeah, not exactly a brand on par with Raw or SmackDown, but a unique brand. Mm-hmm. It not, was its own thing. Not that it couldn't. That, not that it couldn't have been in terms of it could have been WWE, a marketing muscle behind yeah, it. It could have been. It definitely yeah. could have been. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, let's just get into it. So the show opens up with uh, a bunch of the up and coming talent in the ring. You had Odyssey Jones. You had Braun Breaker. Uh, you had uh, Carmelo and Trick. Carmelo and uh, Trick. Briggs and Jensen. Yes, there's about seven or eight people. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa comes down. He drops a promo, talks about getting the belt back. Uh, he, he tells Goldie uh, that uh, he missed Goldie too. And he talks about the energy, the fresh faces. Everybody here is is busting their asses and they're ready to show the world how good they are. And he starts putting over some of the wrestlers, Carmelo, Odyssey Jones, Braun Breaker. Um, but he says, you know, I'm Mr. NXT. NXT may have a fresh coat of paint, but the passion hasn't changed when he looks around. And everyone, everyone here is NXT in the ring, in the stands. Uh, he says the fans are the heartbelt, heartbeat, sorry, and soul of NXT. The reason he gets to do what he does, he loves them all. He's happy to have them back to be holding this title. And with him holding the, the title, NXT 2.0 just became the A show. So Cameron Grimes comes out and yeah. says, I like this energy. It's got me fired up. But with that NXT title, I'll have the rocket fuel to go. To the moon. So uh, everybody just starts talking over each other. Joe Gacy starts talking. L.A. Knight comes out, interrupts, says, "Ah, all these incels should be chanting at me. You deserve it. Odyssey Jones interrupts and says, dude, you lost twice in the same day. Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland come out. Dunn says, here we are, 2.0, all these new faces. Let me give you a piece of advice. And he calls back to what Triple H told him at the beginning of the U.K. tournament years ago. He says, make a name for yourself. I look around and all I see is a bunch of geezers afraid to throw the first punch. And so Tommaso Ciampa punches him. Big brawl breaks out. By the end of it, Braun Breaker and Ciampa are the last men standing in the ring. They cut to backstage. Uh, Kaylee Ray. uh, Was it Amari Miller? Yeah. And B-Fab and Electra Lopez. Right. They're all brawling back in the ring. Uh, the guys are still kind of brawling, but yeah, that was weird. They cut uh, back just, they do a second take and forget it was live or something. I, maybe, I guess like, cause they get, it's like champ and, and, and Holland were back in the ring and they get thrown out again. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. And it didn't uh, make any sense. Just this Holland and Dunn just look like chumps. Yeah. So, uh, Braun breaker gets on the mic and says, how about you two grow a set and challenge me and Champa to a tag team match tonight. And, uh, yeah, Braun totally sounds like a little bit like Scott Steiner. He's, yeah, he does. Yeah, totally. He does. Yeah, he does. Uh, after that, we had Kushida versus Roderick Strong. This is definitely definitely an August 2021 match here in September. It was, It felt like two-thirds of what we would have gotten in August 2021, and then yeah. the finish happened. Yeah, it was just a bunch of interference and distractions from the Diamond Mine. Uh, Superman punch, I think, from Ivy Nile uh, to yeah. Kushida. They bring him back in. Roderick Strong hits an end of heartache and wins the title. So you're a new NXT Cruiserweight champion, Roderick Oh, Strong. but Roddy doesn't get long to celebrate because Grayson Waller comes out to the stage. And he's like, hey, I'm not going to sit around and wait for an opportunity. You would hear this line several times last night. I'm not going to sit around and wait for an opportunity. I'm going to take one. I'm going to challenge you to a title match next week. So uh, Malcolm Bivens confers with Roderick Strong for a bit, says, you're on. Diamond is going to show uh, Waller why they run NXT. Yeah, last night it was all it was it was just Vince took that one John Cena debut ruthless aggression segment yep. and made an yep. entire episode out of that. You're yep. absolutely right. So after that, hey, oh, Tony gosh, D'Angelo, so bad. Talks about it's so bad. He talks about. Let me get to your nose because I I was laughing so hard. I did right. I did. I did. I, I'll. I'll. I'll I literally wrote like one sentence. <laughs> yeah, it says here in your notes, his family had investments up and down the East Coast. And he, my uncle Paulie used to say, 
So I do remember this part. Uncle Paula used to say there are two things that are important in life, family and business. And now I'm adding the third thing to that, and it's my success in NXT 2.0. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's so, so bad. bad. Also so, so bad. bad. Next, the origin story of Briggs and Benson. So, Jensen. But Jensen. 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 What's his first name? I Sorry, remember. I mean, it might even put you on the spot there. Uh, I remember. So it's Josh Briggs and Jensen. And yeah. so according to Josh Briggs, after the NXT breakout tournament loss, he goes to a bar and uh, somebody is crowding him. And so they get into a fight. That's Jensen. And they've got some really cheesy security footage of the lamest bar fight I've ever seen. You could tell it's staged because the bartender does nothing the whole time other than her job. Clearly, none of these people have actually witnessed a bar fight before. It's so like it's like the most like uh, uh, a Sunday afternoon church service bar fight you'd ever see. And uh, yeah. And now 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 they're a tag team. Josh Briggs talks like they both look like. It, it reminds me, I watched an episode, I don't know why this was on TV, but like uh, Hill Street Blues had, yeah. um, like they, they they were trying to break up some, some gang fights. And David Caruso was like the leader of an Irish gang, but they looked like they were dressed out of the, that, that movie, The Warriors. Like it was, mm-hmm. I was like, no mm-hmm. gang has ever looked like this in real life. And mm-hmm. that was Hill Street Blues. Hill Street was supposed to be like gritty, like reality. And it was like totally terrible. These guys look like they were, bar fight guys from an episode of the 80s TV. Mm-hmm. Josh Briggs looks like he's never, maybe he loves bar. I don't know. He looks like and acts like he's never set foot in a bar in his life. He's all clean and proper and stuff. And I'm like, these guys look like, what is it? Central casting. They used to say yeah. like, they don't look, it, none of it comes, feels real at all. Yeah, That's the thing. That's the thing. So much of it doesn't feel, it feels so fabricated. You know, and, and, and part of that's part of the problem with with Braun Breaker's name. I mean, even outside of, you know, who his dad is, mm-hmm. we know what his name is. And it seems like a no brainer to capitalize on that to help push him. Mm-hmm. But like there's nobody in the history of the universe, the mm-hmm. multiverse, yeah. who would ever have a name like Braun Breaker. I know. I know it makes zero sense. Well, remember Bruce Pritchard's the guy who thought that they shouldn't ever refer to diesel as Kevin Nash. They thought they should refer to him as a truck. Nobody cares about Kevin Nash. They care about diesel. That's, that's the philosophy. They want to go back to 1995. And that's where all this bullshit comes from. It comes from the low point in professional wrestling history and WWF history. When they Mm -hmm. did the worst, they want to go back to that. They'll go back to the early 90s. And it's weird. Why wouldn't wait? Just wait to the vocational gimmicks. Although I guess Andre Chase is kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the origin story of Briggs and Jensen. Uh, after that, we had a, a promo that just screamed promo class 101 from Amari Miller. I mean, I remember watching these in um, Breaking Ground, mm-hmm. how they would show. Like, I remember uh, Lacey Evans had a really good promo because they just said, they just said, keep it real. And she told a story about her dad, who I think had some substance abuse issues, something like that. And it was and people were crying because but it was real. It was like real. And that's the difference here is that nobody comes off as genuine or real. They're all just taking these weird character concepts and trying to jam them into these people. So she has a promo 101 type thing. And then we get Kaylee Ray versus Amari Miller. It's like a two minute long match uh, where Amari does just the most basic of wrestling moves. Kaylee Ray catches a stray kick and hits a KLR bomb for mm. the win after that we had a Braun breaker interview uh it says tonight's huge for him he's in a match with the top three guys in the world he said he heard what champa said earlier i mean he was in the ring uh it says his words hold a lot of weight so champa walks in asks Braun if he's ready to jump in the deep end Braun says hell yeah brother <laughs> let's kick some ass and who better do it with then and he trails off because he's staring at the NXT title. Like foaming at the mouth over this title and he just looks up at Chamba and goes, the champ. It's just it's 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 a whole bunch of Dan Mathas. 
I mean, NXT, they, they, they ridiculed this. They, they uh, satirized this beautifully with Dan Matha. Because that's all Braun Breaker is. He's just Dan Matha. Yeah. Gosh, uh, that, uh, Dan Matha storyline was great. After that, uh, Zion Quinn, who has a great look, by the way. If they're going to push yeah. anybody, push him. And uh, two ladies are in the parking lot, and they're just mumbling their way through a conversation. I could not tell what they were saying. He opens the door for them, being a gentleman, I guess. Some jabroni tries to walk in front of the women, and he says, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. The guy says, chivalry is dead. And uh, and so he lets the women through, closes the door, slams the guy against the the, the door. He mumbles something yeah. and then yeah. throws him to the ground, mumbles something else. Couldn't understand yeah. what he was saying. Yeah, I couldn't either. I couldn't either. Then we got Trey Baxter versus the debuting Dante Chen. Dante Chen's uh, entrance gear looked cool. It reminded me of the great Ocon. Yeah. I mean, just the mask. You know, he had like a yeah. mask covering his face. No, it looked yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, look cool. So, anyways, uh, early on, Trey, this is another really short match. Trey Baxter hits like a half and half suplex, goes up top. Uh, Dante Chen grabs his foot. Baxter boots him off, leaps. Uh, Dante Chen evades that, and then uh, Trey Baxter tries to roll him up. Chen rolls through and counters with the finish that is kind of like uh, Angel like Garza's clipper. wing yeah. clipper, a yeah. little different, but more or less the same thing. Yeah, got that for the win. Instead of a, 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 a full Nelson, it's a headlock. Right, yeah, it's a headlock. Otherwise, That's the, the difference. Same, yeah. Otherwise, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was probably the highlight of the show for me, and not it was just saved because... by the cursing. Otherwise, I'd been meh. It, I, th- I think Andre Chase was pretty good in this. Uh, you know, so uh, it's Andre Chase University, and he's giving his class uh, a presentation on Odyssey Jones, and he mm-hmm. says, uh, "Look at this. You know, he lost in the breakout tournament." You know, look at this face right here. It's not the face of a winner. It's the face of a loser. And one of his students raises his hand and says, yes, what, what's your name? He says, Steve. And he says, uh, didn't Odyssey Jones beat you? <laughs> and then Chase, Chase just goes off. He clears the desk says, who the fuck did you ever beat, Steve? <laughs> Get out of my class. Go, I'm not joking. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. They bleeped yeah, it, it was, but it, it was it pretty was, funny. It was saved by the outburst. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get a sorry a Kyle O'Reilly health update. He's got injured ribs. He's week to week. And then uh, they talked about Triple H's tweet providing his own health update. Uh, then we got a Cameron Grimes video package. And then we got a Joe Gacy promo. So he says, this ring is a safe space. NXT 2.0 is full of conflict from the smallest microaggression to the most heinous grudges. This is a place where they settle their disputes says, but I come from a place of conflict resolution where uh, I don't need to use my male privilege to get what I want. He continues. I understand that life isn't fair. I believe they can, we can achieve unity and tolerance for us all. And I could be the man that shows that we can achieve peace in the safe space. And it starts tonight. And then he proceeds to have apart from one small moment, a pretty standard match with Cameron Grimes at no point (laughs) during this match, except that one moment, did that promo he just delivered inform how he wrestled the match? Yeah, yeah. So Grimes wins this with with a gnarly looking cave in after the match. Gacy goes to hug Grimes. Grimes pushes him away because he thinks that's weird. Um, after that, we had a pretty short Von Wagner video package where he is taking a sledgehammer to a giant tire. He's trying to move the tire, doing that kind of exercising, and he just talks about you know I'm I was in the main event and uh, I got a Got to do do it again. These lies the future six five two hundred. Yeah, pounds. yeah, that's right. The, Talks the, about the, a whatever. <laughs> uh, after that, we had Electra Lopez versus uh, Anna Shear, who mm. was Tesha Price in AEW. Apparently, that's she had right. quite a few matches on Dark and Elevation. Now she is NXT two point uh, But uh, Lopez dominates this like maybe maybe three minutes long. Maybe it was yeah, short. It was, it was really, really short. short. Afterwards, Santos comes out, puts her over, says she has fuego and commands respect and uh, talks about a bunch of other stuff. It says all this uh, is under one word, familia. That means family. Uh, she gets on the mic, says what I did here tonight was just a taste of what the first lady of Legato del Fantasma is going to unleash on BFAB and NXT 2.0. All you got is talk. And if you don't like what I got to say, get your skinny ass out here. So Hit Row come out on the stage, but missing is B-Fab. She comes from behind, sneak attacks. They fight. Of course, they don't want to get mixed up with the ladies, so they just sort of let it happen. Uh, 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 Electra throws B-Fab out, 
uh, sort of grabbing onto her hair on the way out too, which seemed that seemed kind of authentic in terms of a fight. I've seen my fair share of uh, World Star videos, and then uh, uh, BFab goes and she's like, oh, "I'm cool, I'm cool," and then she goes tries to attack again and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, DKC returns says uh, NXT ratings are in seven hundred forty six thousand. Was it seven? Was it? I think it was seven seventy last week. Is that right? Something like that. I think so. All right. Well, let's see how that goes. Uh, afterwards, we had uh, Trey Baxter. He's in the locker room. He's upset. Cora Jade walks in. Uh, I think that she said, "Hey, you know, we've been together for a while." Says that guy you faced, Dante Chen. He looked like a superhero. Just cheer yourself up, and then kisses him. Yeah, they're a real leaves. couple. Yeah, and then she leaves, and then Baxter just goes, superhero. So. He's going to be a superhero next week. <laughs> he totally is. It's going to be Trey Baxter ASH. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so, I just feel, I'm like, oh, no, man, no. Oh, God, how bad is it going to be? It's going to be really bad, isn't it? It is going to be really bad. <laughs> Uh, after that, yeah, superhero, superhero. After that, we had the Frankie Monet group backstage. Uh, Raquel comes up to him, says, "Hey, uh, our match is next week." Because remember, we're supposed to be in that last episode of NXT, the first episode of 2.0. Monet says, "Enjoy your last week as champion." Raquel walks away. Lash Legend, former WNBA player. Ariel, uh, Unreal Howard, I think was her yeah. name. Yeah. Lash Legend comes up. Good news. She's going to be debuting her talk show next week. So we're going to get a superhero. We're going to get a talk show. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Odyssey Jones versus Carrie Millman and Darren Chapetta. Uh, as expected, Odyssey Jones dominates, but about halfway through, Andre Chase makes his way out to the ramp to try to distract Odyssey Jones. Doesn't work. Odyssey wins with the frog splash on both his opponents, covers them both, get the win. After that, Andre Chase comes into the ring with the chair, swings it at Odyssey. Odyssey catches it, yeah, breaks the chair, and then Chase gets out of there. Yeah, I wonder if that the 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 back and the seat of that was actually gimmick because I've never seen that happen before. That was kind of cool. That was cool. Uh, after that, uh, Waller, what's the first name? Grayson. Wall- Grayson Waller is backstage with. It's two dudes. Um, Hayes and uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams roll up. He was like, hey, I got my contract. And earlier during Champa's promo, you could also see Hayes looking at the contract and looking at Champa's title. So he's really given this a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, he's like, hey, man, even if you win your match for that title, I could just cash in. Apparently he thinks it's money in the bank. I could cash in and take it the same night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, then we get a quick Ikemen Jiro video package that was really cheesy. Style strong, th- not strong style. But I think, so I think it, intentionally so. Yeah, if this was if this was used to sort of like be a juxtaposition to how grim and gritty NXT 1.0 was, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. But just on its own, it. I mean, it's it's funny, and the guy's got obviously loads of charisma. Yeah, yeah, but. I don't know. It, I'm I just, love his. I love his blazers. They look great. Yeah, they look great. Got a They're huge good. collection of them. It seems like I. I did legitimately laugh a couple of times when he was saying "style strong." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can't uh, can't lie. Can't lie. Style yeah. strong is funny. Uh, uh, toxic attraction had a promo next. Uh, Mandy talking about when she came to NXT. She's like, I was going to be your golden goddess, and I realized this division was in desperate need of a woman like her, a woman that fans would never be with but would love to look at. This is what we need. We need somebody who knows that people want to have sex on them. <laughs> and then she they continues. say it. And then it took a turn and she yells, at, berates the fans. Where were you when my face was batteredly and beaten? Um, he said, you all did nothing. You're disgusting. They ridiculed her, but then she realized that they treated her like they had treated Gigi, JC, uh, they don't give a damn uh, what the people think now. And with all the guidance Mandy says that I can give them, uh, they also showed her that behind this beauty, a beast is ready to be unleashed. She says that they're the future of the women's division and that she is ready to take over the greatest women's division of sports entertainment. Uh, Gigi says the pain of her past has fueled her aggression 
and they thought if they can bring that aggression out of Mandy, then nothing would stand in her way. But uh, uh, chaos without uh, direction is something. Anyways, but she says her and, and JC still need a direction, and Mandy's experience brought them purpose, and that'll lead them to the top of NXT. And JC says, again, we're not going to sit back and wait for an opportunity. We want the tag titles. So they challenge EO and Zoe Stark. Yeah, meanwhile, EO and Zoe are backstage watching like an episode of Black Mirror, to probably to them. Uh, EO says uh, she wants to fight them because she doesn't like them. Zoe says, hold on a second. Shouldn't we talk about this first? And then uh, she's like, wait, do you like them? She's like, no. She's like, do you want to fight them? She's like, yeah. She's like, what's her to talk about then? She's like, yeah, but it's the principle. Zoe's booked as like the most annoying person. And then uh, Persia comes up and mm-hmm. again, promo one one stuff. Although I thought she had some experience on the independent circuit. I thought she was somebody. Uh, I mean, it's, it's one just, thing to have experience in the independent circuit. If you're given a script day of, it's like, go do this. Yeah. That's a whole different skill walk set, out man. there and just talk these lines that you don't really have any conviction behind. So this just comes off as awkward. I don't mm-hmm. know. She, she was a ruthless aggression moment there. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, yeah. I want I want your titles. Uh, then we had, thank God, the main event, Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland versus Breaker and Champa. This was like the tale of two matches, man. You know, you kick off with Champa and Dunn, and it's like, oh, look at how buttery smooth their wrestling is, and it's compelling, yep. and they're countering yep. each other. And then you get a couple of meatheads in there who can, you know, they're just like throwing each other around. There's one part they're just throwing like fists at each other randomly, and it's just it's just awkward meat slapping meat. None of it's particularly compelling. And then Champion Dunn get back in, and it's like, oh, wow, this is cool again. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So uh, The finish of this, as you mentioned, Braun and Rich Holland are trading clotheslines to do a double clothesline spot. And so Pete Dunn tries to sneak in the ring with uh, uh, Rich Holland's nightstick. Yeah. Champion intercepts him, uh, ends up with Dunn sending Champ out of the ring in the process of all that. The nightstick ends up on the floor, so Rich Holland goes out and grabs it. While he's doing that, Kyle O'Reilly, who's supposed to be week to week, he's running out, still holding his ribs. Uh, he snatches the nightstick from Ridge. I think he kicks him, puts it back in the ring. And then uh, Ciampa hits Pete Dunn with Willow's Bell. Braun then hits his finish on Ridge Holland to get the win afterwards. The ref's trying to give the title to Ciampa. Braun takes it from him and turns to Ciampa, and he's like looking at the belt. So then Ciampa tries to take it out of Braun's hands. Braun won't release the grip. So Champa kind of playfully slaps Braun on the shoulder. Braun lets go. Champa takes the belt and raises their hands to close the show. Um, will Braun be champion before or after December 31st of this year? I'm tempted to say before. Interesting. I'm tempted to say before. I mean, because you'd think this story would make it inevitable, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is so like how the long, one. How long? This can is they... kind of like the one story they're telling in. in yeah. In, well, this this and Legato and Hit Row are like two stories they're really telling. In is Legato and Hit Row feud going to be done before or after December thirty first of like two years from now? That's a separate question entirely. Because <laughs> that shit is never ending. Like, just put them in war games already. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyways, let's go ahead and answer some questions. Load some questions up here on the Twitch, I'm sure. I know I saw a couple of good ones here while we were doing the show, so some of you who had some of these yeah. good questions, load them back up. Let's let's see yeah. them so we can yeah. answer them on uh, the show. Super, super Volteca says, love you guys since the 10 for the Wind days. Had no idea you were still making content until New Legacy raided you after the amazing charity stream. Oh, Legit yeah. thought you quit making videos after you-know-who collapsed so you can focus on taking care of your families. Yeah, Michelle. But now I'm here, and I just got gifted a uh, sub. Love you guys. Well, welcome back, Super Volteca. Thank you very much. That's really cool of you. Yeah, man, we've been doing this for a really long time, and uh, you know, we had to uh, we had to pivot, pivot. six pivot. years ago. Pivot. Jeez, yeah, over six years ago. That's crazy. Boy, yeah. time flies. Four Inch Fox says, "Do you think we could see an appearance from Rick Steiner in the future to support his son? Maybe if they do. Maybe if by the end of the year they do a takeover." Where it's like, hey, we've all been practicing a match. Let's go ahead and roll out Hit Row versus Legato blow off. Practicing a match. Champa versus Braun. That's all you can expect now. You know, it's got like Bama's cheer. You know, they they're, they're practicing their big routine, which yeah. they're eventually going to unveil at wherever. Yeah. But in the meantime, they know all their little routines to get them week to week. Maybe yeah. these are all the little matches. They're all practicing for their totally. big performance totally. takeover. Totally. No. 
you're right. Uh, Bennett Houseman, NXT on the WWE Network was what got me back into wrestling, and now both things have changed for the worse, in Bennett's opinion. Does DKC, do you have the demo number? I wonder if the demo is... Oh, let me see if it's up. Oh, uh, point two oh. NXT 2.0 did 0. 0.20. 0.20. So that's down from the 0.21, slightly down, but it's still better slightly than down. the 0.14 it was. So it was prior. 11th for the night. Braun Breaker. Uh, yeah, I could see maybe at a if it's at a takeover, Rick Steiner could be there. I could, I could maybe. see that. Maybe. He's a normal dude. Uh... Nikhil, early predictions on how long Raquel versus Frankie Monet will be next week. They're both they are, yeah. That should be at least a 10, 12-minute match. Yeah, Frankie Monet has been doing this for days. Um, and uh, Raquel, like Raquel is actually a lot newer than, than Frankie Monet is. They, they should yeah, have yeah. a pretty banger match. That should be yeah. good. Uh, let's uh, see here. David Matushek says, do you think that the overload of debuts could help or hinder the familiar territory that NXT is so known for? I mean, in terms like the for us, obviously we have some issues with it, but for for bringing in ratings, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the kind of thing where this is this like a true test of like a brand loyalty is like is like we their floor is usually or their yeah their their low points usually around like six and a half. I mean, they've I gotten to that. They've gotten to the five hundred thousands before. Yeah, five. Yeah, but like five eighties, five nineties. Yeah, like yeah, on yeah, a bad yeah. week. Um. So I don't know. I mean, it, it, time will tell. That, that's all I can say about that. Time. Will yeah, tell. yeah. Uh, concert crap. If this was a brand new wrestling promotion running this NXT 2.0 show, would you be as skeptical and harsh with the, our feedback, or would we be praising them? In all honesty, if this was a brand new promotion, I probably wouldn't have even watched it because I don't have the time to watch it. Because I'd be watching NXT instead. I mean, I'm just being honest here. <laughs> yeah. I, if if it got good, I think it got good buzz. I'd check it out. So Tony but, Khan said in an interview uh, today or yesterday, something like that, that yeah. he believes that there is room in the wrestling space for a third large AEW mm-hmm. size wrestling promotion. Um, I have no idea if that's true or not. But if this was that, if let's say this is just crazy alternate universe stuff, right? Sure, sure. Triple H went to Vince, said, hey, dad. I've gathered some investors. Let me buy NXT from you. Yeah. No, that's not that's not a good alternative. No, no, no. It'd be that's a situation the same where thing. yeah, that's the same if, thing. if he said, Dad, I quit, and then on his own went and got investors and started his own promotion from scratch. But then he would have done this. It'd be super he, metal. It would be it'd be it'd be what, what NXT was. was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like at, like completely out of nowhere, a new promotion starts up. You know, maybe they got they they signed a couple people, well known names. You know, yeah, on, on par with Champa, Gargano, so on and so forth. Not those exact names, but comparable. Whoever you want to say, and they started this new promotion that has that focus that they have those names to kind of anchor the whole thing, but along with it, a bunch of newer wrestlers that uh, we might not be familiar with. Now, I mean, if after an episode or two, if they got a lot of buzz, I would check it out. But honestly, I don't know if I would have watched it right away. Like right now, as it stands, if if somebody came to us and said, hey, you can either do an entire like a full podcast on like in this time slot, because that kind of matters. Like NXT has Tuesday's lockdown. Mm-hmm. If if we were told, hey, got to watch something on Tuesday and do a podcast of it the next day. And your numbers will be fine. Business will be fine. Mm-hmm. Impact NXT the way it is now, NXT 2.0, or Ring of Honor. I'd probably say, hey, let's do Impact. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I yeah, legitimately, I think I'd probably want to watch Impact over this. Yeah. It's just, it's... And part of it, honestly, like it's not even necessarily like if this was an independent promotion, I'd be pulling for it because it's totally. an independent promotion. We always say the more places wrestlers can go and make a living wrestling, it's better for the, the industry. A thousand what, percent. What's so deflating is that WWE released Bronson Reed. Uh, uh, Murphy was released, right? Yeah, he was mm-hmm. released. 
they released a ton of names that have been in the system for a while. And as opposed to one of the things that really bugs me too, is that as a viewer, let's say I'm just a viewer of NXT 1.0 and I'm not reading Meltzer. I'm not on Fightful Select. I'm not a going in raw fan. I don't Mm -hmm. care about that stuff. I just care about what's on my TV. Mm -hmm. What the hell motivated this change? We were never told at no point did Regal ever say, hey, everybody, we're going to go through some changes here at NXT for reasons why. Like back in the day, they used to like have a new authority figure would come in. There's new people like it'd be part of the story. And so as a viewer, I would understand why the hell this is different. I'd understand why all of a sudden there's like 15 new faces and a bunch of the guys that I liked are gone. They didn't even bother to do that. Nope. And that's what's so inferior. It's like they just take for granted that we're going to stick along, stick stick around for the ride, that we're going to be cool with these random ass changes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. And I mean, mean, just to continue real quick, if it was a brand new promotion, like literally, if we already have to watch all WB's product in AEW, like two more hours a week of watching an upstart promotion, that got off to somewhat of a, from a creative standpoint, a rocky start for, for us, from a business perspective and just for in terms of managing our time, it would be a difficult decision to make. So like, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice something else. Yeah. To no. focus on this. If, no? if, 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 you know, I, I try to keep up with impact. I know you said that you yeah. haven't watched any since the Twitch thing. Yeah. Um, I've watched two episodes. I, I'm going to try to watch them on like Friday mornings, but if I can't, I can't, you know, yeah. and I'm not like worried about it. But I would like to. Ring yeah, of Honor would, has would. Ring of Honor has some interesting talent there, and I would oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. to watch it, but I don't have time. Um, yeah. MLW, I don't even know if MLW is running Fusion anymore, but MLW has a really interesting looking product. They're doing some cool stuff over there. They got some really great talent there. They too. got some really great talent, but you know we don't really have the time. We watch NXT UK because it's a fun community engagement thing. But yeah, if this was its own thing, I don't. I'd just be like, oh, I don't. I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enforcer says that Chase U was like Bobby Knight vibes with the red sweater and tossing around chairs. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graz with sub for nine months says, Thank you. Thank you, Graz. Thank you. Moses Supposes says, If you could bring one wrestler from AEW to NXT 2.0, who would it be? A wrestler um, from AEW to NXT 2.0? Yeah. Christian, no. Um, Brian Cage. His outfits oh, are always very colorful, and he would true. he would kind of fit in. He's sort of what they want 2.0 to be, and you know, the, I don't know how old he is. Ten years it's in his I late thirties. Yeah, to like ten, it's 36 fifteen years. Thirty-seven. Yeah. Uh, Scooter says Grand Metalik requested his release. I saw that on Twitter before mm-hmm. we started. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The real. Let me get this one. Then the real Chesnut is raw going to get good because all the bad ideas <laughs> are being absorbed into NXT 2.0. What? Yeah. What if they're putting all their focus of like shitty ideas, the, all the stuff that they really like? Is NXT 2.0 Vince, Bruce, and John Laurinaitis unfiltered? Could it be. feels that way, doesn't it? It totally feels like that's just what they're doing. That's their vision of what they want professional wrestling to be. Yeah. Un, yeah, just pure. <laughs> uh, White Brownie with Kushida losing his title and both Io and Raquel possibly losing their titles as well. Is it possible they will get called up during the draft? Uh, I mean, anything's possible. Uh, do you see Raquel losing her title? No. I mean, because they already kind of teased a, a, a next feud for Frankie Monet. Uh, with Lash Legend. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know how I feel about that because Raquel wasn't even on last week's episode of NXT and she was barely on this week's episode of NXT. Mm-hmm. So it's possible she's dressed, she's headed for the draft. She's ready for main roster. She should go to the oh, draft. Yeah. I mean, Frankie Monet should be on the main roster too. That's true, but I wonder if she fits into 2.0 a bit better than Raquel does. Uh, uh, Rocco is anyone we are seeing a 2.0 right now going to dethrone Roman I feel like 
I feel that just watching that we're getting a Cena, Reigns, et cetera, push for Steiner on main. Yeah, I think Braun Breaker will get a huge push, but she's going to be in NXT for a while. You a couple would, years. You would think so. You would think so, but I don't know. I don't know. All right. I mean, it's it's kind of early to tell if any of these guys are going to be the one to, to get Roman out. I think, I think a lot of them I see potential to be you know, like face of the company in five to ten years. Like, I don't know about Steiner. I guess it's possible. It's, I mean, the the seriously, like the child of Rick and Scott Steiner, because that's how he comes off. <laughs> you know, if if you put Scott and Rick Steiner together, it seems like it's Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, is he really a face of the company guy? You know, I I don't know that I see that necessarily. I, don't know. I, don't know. I think people could see that in Cena early on. It was just a matter of, hey, find your thing. Find mm. your thing because otherwise you're just, you know, prototype. Um I don't know that I see that in him, but I could, you know, maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't I, I can't see anything in Von Wagner, but I again, again, it's like once somebody connects with the crowd, then it's hard to stop that, you know? Exactly, exactly. It's just going to unlock whatever that is within them that that forges that connection. But yeah. Until that happens, it's really hard to tell. Like, it was hard to tell with Cena when he was, you know, basically just prototype on main roster. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then he started doing the stuff with the rapping, and it was like, oh, okay, now I see it, you know. It's hard to see it until he – it's hard to – yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Twitch chat, stick around. We will hang out a little bit while, oh, uh, Cosmic Night Fury says MLW is actually airing the first episode of Fusion Alpha tonight on YouTube. Is that their new show? Oh. I thought they were going to do a thing on Vice. Yeah, I thought they had a TV deal with Vice. Okay. Um, anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.